Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, my friend, I gotta say, you're sounding smooth, man. You feeling good this afternoon? What's up? Yeah, I well, I woke up this morning. uh, I went to roll out of bed, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna roll out of the other side of the bed today, and I'm gonna turn on my second radio voice. That's what I said. Nice. And I just nice. Been, like, well, you did any, it. Any you, I've been in today, like I'm just owning it. Yeah. Like, Dude, re- that's the way you should radio. do it. Well done. <laughs> sexy radio voice all day. All right. That's serious question. Since... I've never got out of the other side of the bed before in my entire life. <laughs> Nor will I. I am closed to change. I will not change. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, forever. I was actually really impressed. Like, it's a conscious decision for you which side of the bed you get out of. <laughs> like, that's you know, for me, uh, Jana's on one side, I'm on the other, so it's an easy choice. You know, you it's always that. Just for fun. <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> no. But do you ever get out of the other side of bed just for fun? Like it's that kind of kind of the same thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. If I can't sleep, this is a weird thing I do. If I can't sleep, I'll flip around and I'll sleep Ooh. with my head at the foot of the bed. Wow. But still That's cool. It seems to Hey work. man, next time know. next time, I don't know, this is a slight left turn, but have you ever had pickle peanuts, my friend? No, I. but we did comment before this how much you like those nuts. <laughs> Dude, I have a bowl of pickle peanuts in front of me, and they are a solid snack, especially if were you they, have popcorn with them or apples. Were they pickled Were they pickled before they were boiled, or they were no, pickled while no, they were actually they're actually not pickled at all. It's like pickle flavored oh. salt that you like that's on them, mm-hmm. you know? So they're just normal yeah. peanuts with like pickled salt basically or seasoning or something. Yeah. So okay. it's, you know, false advertising a little bit because they're not pickled, but they taste like pickles and peanuts and they're solid. So it's yeah. Like, it's like, so next somewhere. time you're having, yeah, exactly. So if you're ever having trouble sleeping, I hear that uh, eating a bowl of pickled peanuts will help, you know, but you got to eat it like in the middle of the night when you're struggling to sleep. <laughs> and then you got to roll out the other side of the bed um, to hit the, ba- the bathroom the final time. Then you got to get back in the wrong side of the bed and you'll have a great night of sleep. It's that simple. Oh, you're muted. I see you talking, but I do not hear you talking. It's weird. I'd even hit the mute button. Go. That happened to me. I have another podcast. We're in the process of recording. And that happened to me then too. My computer just likes to mm. mute sometimes. Uh, mm. No, I, I think I think putting peanuts in your mouth while you're in bed trying to go to sleep is a choking <laughs> hazard. That seems dangerous. <laughs> you got to get out of bed for the snack. All right. That's Probably the whole thing. Out. Like you got to get up. It's a little bit of like a pickle peanut reset. And then you get back in the other side of the bed because you you're ever, like, I'm done with that earlier sleep struggle and I'm going eat, straight to sleep. Do you ever eat food in bed? No, pretty much never. Never? Never. No. Do you? Even you when you're a lot sick? Of bed food? Mm, I don't. Yeah. I I thinking, like, yeah. The problem I is would. when I get out of bed, I'm out of bed for the day. 
Like, yeah, it, it would exactly. go weird to me to get back into bed. And you have to go get yeah. food and then come back to bed with food. And right. then, because if you did it at night, like when you're going to bed, one, that's weird. But two, what would you do with the plates when you're done eating? Like, lay them on the floor? <laughs> you just like, set them. That's not going to well, well. My dogs have that everywhere. Right. Yeah. And also, you might set yourself up for stepping on a plate of like something, oh, you know, yeah. that you ate most of. Like, that's how you start your day. Uh-huh. Dude, it might be a nice way to end the day. Just like, I'm not cleaning this dish. I'm done. But you're setting yourself up for a rough start. That's for sure. That's true. That's for sure. Yeah. And yeah I man. feel like you you step in your old food, which is gross by itself. But now that it's on yeah. your foot at the first thing in the day, like, yes. I don't think you're getting that day back. I think it's ruined. And you know like it's you cold. It yeah. Up, you basically. It's a failure of a day. Yeah. Yeah, this day is done. I'm going back to bed. I'll have all my meals in bed and I will clean up the dishes before going to sleep. Guess what? That night comes, you're not cleaning up those dishes and the next day you're going to step in them again, dude. This is how the cycle begins. Next thing you know, you're a hoarder. You got piles of pickle, pickle peanuts everywhere. You have food crumbs in your bed and you wish you just never did it to begin with. Uh, so steer clear people. If you're, if you're bed eaters, uh, you eat in your bed, like just watch out, make sure you clear those dishes away or you're setting yourself up for, you know, a whole season of disappointing days. Yeah. True story. I agree. Yeah, you know, Andrew, I have something super excited to tell you. I told you this yet. Are you, you ready do? for it? I'm so ready. Yeah. Have you heard of this app called Dwell? It's a Which Bible app? reading app. Dwell. No. Like it's an app that actually has people that are passionate about reading the Bible to you. Yeah. And then they put things okay. in like playlists. It's a great what? tool to foster relationship with Jesus. And like it'd be a great jumping off nice. point. This is so exciting yes. that I have something. I even have like some info from them <laughs> or a little, little spiel that you can take a listen yes. to. Yes. Dude, I want to know more. Pick me up. God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form. And hey, do you ever get tired of hearing your own voice in your head when you're reading the Bible? Yeah, my voice is lame. I need a new inner monologue. Have you heard of the Dwell app? It allows you to have scripture read to you by a variety of incredible voices wherever you are. That's incredible. Now, if it only had amazing background music to accompany it. Of course they do. The music calms the mind so you can remember scripture better. And you can impress people with all your Bible knowledge. My insecurities would flee before me. I will become the greatest Christian ever. You need prayer. I just thought it'd be a great resource for you to check out, uh, Andrew. But also those that are listening. Definitely check it out as well. Mm-hmm. You can check it out at thisjesuslifepodcast.com forward slash dwell. Thisjesuslifepodcast.com forward slash dwell. Check it dwell. out. Um, dude, Boom. Andrew, what have we been up to? <clears throat> Serious well, wife. As you know, my friend, we are. <clears throat> right, right. Sorry, I ate some pickled peanuts uh, while thinking about dwell. Proof. I have peanut throat going. Um, yeah, don't eat those in bed. It's a bad call. Uh, I made all that up about how you sleep. Nut throat going? <laughs> Some would say. Uh, all right. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> this is a great way to reintroduce what we're doing. Um, yeah, man. We, yeah, we've been, as you know, Josh, and as many of you know, if you're listening, we've been doing a series all about relationships. And that really led into, like, at first it was like, how do you do relationships? How do you build them? What's the key to making them work well and, and go deep? Then we've shifted and we've really focused on like, well, how did Jesus do that? You know, how did he live in relationship with people when he was here on the earth? And uh, so we've gone through quite a few stories and pulled out, um, I hope, insightful points, um, but good points. We've got a lot of good conversations about um, like the woman at the well. We just covered the rich young ruler. And today we're talking about... Lazarus. Uh, that was my attempt at a drum roll. I shouldn't have attempted it, but we're talking no, about Lazarus today, my friend. And uh, yeah, do you want to do you want to kick us into Lazarus' world, or where? How do you think we should start this? Uh, that's a good question. We should probably just tell the story as quick as we possibly can. Um, yeah, I don't remember where it was. John eleven, something like that. I'm pulling it up. John eleven. Shows up we it's are. pretty much the whole chapter of John eleven. Yeah. John 11. Uh, I'm just going to give like some highlights pieces to it, Andrew. And then yeah. you fill mm-hmm. in the things that I forgot or I missed. Deal. Cool beans. Um, essentially, Lazarus gets sick. Uh, his sisters, uh, Mary, uh, Mary and Martha, are around. Um, Lazarus eventually, they get they send word to Jesus. Jesus isn't nearby. He's you know, at least a day's, I don't know if it says exactly, at least a day's journey away, um, that Lazarus is dying. Lazarus eventually does die um, after Jesus gets word. But the weird thing about the story is Jesus gets word, and it takes him like three days to show up. Um, Mm -hmm. When he eventually shows up, um, Lazarus is not only dead, but he's also buried. He's, you know, they've gone through the the ceremonies, and he's in the tomb. Um, Jesus shows up on the scene, um, Jesus is like, that's not how this is going to end. And he pulls some Jesus things uh, and he uh, yells at the people around the entrance. This says, take the stone away. Uh, and then he says, Lazarus, take off your grave clothes and get up. And he does. Mm-hmm. So there's that um, crazy yeah. story. Um, and this is also where the infamous famous verse of John, uh, John 11, uh, 35 is shortest verse in all of recorded scripture. Jesus wept uh, because he loved him so much. Three. What did I Straight miss, up. Andrew? Short. You know, man, I, I think it was, uh, you didn't miss it. Uh, you alluded to it, but um, I think it was obviously intentional that Jesus like hung around a couple days because uh, Lazarus, Mary and Martha were all friends of Jesus. And like Mary and Martha came and were like, dude, we need you. Like Lazarus is really sick. You got to get over there. Um, and Jesus said something to the effect of like, this sickness won't end in death. Um, Mary and Martha head back and La- and Jesus kind of stays like, I think it says two days um, still uh, before going back to Judea. Um, and then like we see this tension of like, his disciples are like, you're crazy. You can't go back to Judea. Like they tried to stone you the last time you were there. Like, what are you thinking? Jesus is basically like, it's going to be fine. Like, we're not going to stumble. We're going to walk in the day. We're good, you know? And and it's just one of those scenarios where clearly Jesus kind of knew 
God's will in this more than more than others did. Um, but as I think about it, man, like Jesus might have wept for one reason when he did get there, and and they were you know continuing the mourning after the funeral proceedings for Lazarus. I think he might have wept because like he he saw how like in spite of God's will and what was coming. He saw the the true hurt that Mary and Martha had for their friend Lazarus and that he probably felt too for Lazarus. Like, man, all these people are hurting so bad for this guy. Like, this is brutal. Like, this is what death does um, in this world. You know, like, it's it's a hard thing to deal with. It's not easy. Um, and even Jesus wept because he, he had compassion for his friends, you know. Um, and then he went and literally raised Lazarus from the dead. Like, uh, open the tomb. They say, like, hey, don't open that tomb. It's going to be stinky. Like, you don't want to do that. Um, he has them open the tomb anyway. And then he just calls in and says, Lazarus, come out, you know? And he does, which is wild. Um, I honestly, man, wish there was a little bit more about what Lazarus did after he came out or, like, some of the things he had to say um, about that couple days he was dead. Um but I don't think there's any of that in the Bible. It doesn't say like Lazarus came out and felt like he had been napping for two days or he came out and he's like, you know, he might've come out and been like, why'd you call me back, man? Like it was paradise. It was awesome there. Don't, don't bring me back here. Um, I don't know what Lazarus was thinking or did uh, shortly thereafter, but I kind of wish I knew. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's uh, just a little bit of addition and kind of context to the story is like, Jesus was clearly friends with Lazarus and uh, and cared deeply for him. So even though he knew this miracle was coming and, and was going to happen, um, most people around him didn't. And probably in that time thought, like, Jesus is crazy for saying, like, it's not going to end in death. I just watched Lazarus die, you know? Uh, so people might have been, like, losing a little bit of hope in him. Uh, Mary and Martha might have in this time. And then also, like... They probably were like, what the heck were you doing waiting two more days to come? Like Lazarus was on the brink of death and then died, you know? So anyway, I feel like I'm saying the same thing, but um, what thoughts do you have of like how we should, how we should see this story and think about it in terms of relationship or trust with God or any of any of that stuff? Yeah. Like I think it's a great example of God doesn't work within the constraints the confines that we have to live within and God, yeah. uh, and God doesn't work on the same timeline and God does things in ways that you didn't necessarily think he could do. Right. Like for humanity, like a human person, if you really think about it, like death is the final thing, right? Like sure. Like now, <clears throat> you know, looking back, we have these recorded uh, moments of, of um, bringing people back from the dead, but like, in all reality, like death is a pretty permanent thing for majority of humanity. Um, you only have those small little outliers, but so I think there's a piece of that of like, you know, Lazarus taking his last breath. I picture his sisters around him or other family and friends around him. And like, that was it. That was the blow. Um, and mm -hmm. you even see part of that when, you know, uh, was it Mary or Martha? Um, 
Uh, when Jesus walks up, where's the verse? Looking, must also die. Uh, mm-hmm. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out Mary. to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Yeah. Uh, it says, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell to his feet and said, Lord, if you'd only been here, my brother would not have died. Like, there's just this this heartbreak of the whole thing of like, we had hope. We know we, we know who you are. We, we know what you can do. And, and you didn't do it. Um, and, you know, everything kind of fell apart for that moment. Now, the story in this case, you know, Jesus showed compassion and also brought him back. And that's not always the story. But, um, like, there's that piece of, like, remembering that, that God is bigger than, than our circumstances. He doesn't play on the same timeline yeah. that we play on. That um, You know, mm-hmm. he is as much present today as he is present right now at, at the, you know, crucifixion. Um, like, there's no timeline piece to who God is. Um, yeah. And that's hard for us as humans to wrap our heads around because we do live on a timeline, right? We have a beginning and we have an end. Um, and even Lazarus story, like Lazarus still had a beginning and still had an end uh, of this life. Now yeah. there was a little hiccup in the middle where he had an end and came back for a new beginning, but yeah. like he still had an end. Lazarus eventually did die, um, you know, a permanent death. So there's that piece of it too, of like, we have to remember that, Yes, God does create um, frameworks that he does live inside of, and he honors mm-hmm. those frameworks that he created. Uh, but in general, God is God. He's sovereign. He, he can mm-hmm. literally do whatever he would want to do. He could stop time, as we see, um, you know, in the in the book of Judges, right? Like he can he can make the, the yep. sun stand still. Um, there's nothing that, that is outside of his power. Now, that doesn't mean that we get to call on those types of things all the time, or maybe it does and we just don't know how to do it. Maybe our fat, our faith is lacking in those areas, but uh, like we do serve a God that's bigger than the circumstances around us. And the crazy thing is, is like he doesn't have to actually have to change the circumstances for you to be in a better place in yeah. the midst of those circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can have joy, we can have peace, we can have hope. Um, even when life feels like it's it's failing around us and it's falling apart and it's not turning out how I'd hoped, God can reframe that. God can take care of that. Um, God can um, uh, walk you walk with you in the midst of that, and it doesn't necessarily change your um, circumstances, but it does change your outlook of the circumstances. Right? Like you're still breathing, yeah. you're still alive. Like God, God's still at work. You win in the end. Um, even when you take your last breath, like if you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior, like you win in the end. Um, even if this yeah. life was hard and it was difficult, at some point you'll be a new creation, a new body um, with God in, in heaven forever, um, and you win in the end. Uh, and I think yeah. that's a hard perspective uh, to keep at the forefront. Um, and I know it's a hard perspective, mm-hmm. one, because I've lived it, and two, all the gospel writers and most of you know Paul's letters uh, reference it of like, live this life for the next. Uh, focus on yeah. the next. It's not what's happening now. Focus on what's going to happen. Um, and yeah. that's a hard, that's a hard perspective to change, but, um, that's the perspective that when we learn how to change it and focus in on those things, um, like that's how we can have hope. That's how we can have peace. That's how we can, um, you know, wade through the difficulties of life and still, you know, stand strong and, and walk with Jesus in the midst of those things. So I think that's yeah. it. God plays by different rules and you just gotta have hope in the midst of those rules. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of easy to say that and i know you've walked through a season of of waiting and seeing what that what that is but like it's it's a hard thing to to live out when you're like wait but this didn't 
work out how I expected it to. You know, Mary, like one of them stayed home. One of them ran to Jesus and said, like, you could have saved him, you know, and like he'll live. Um, he'll live after death. We know that, but you could have saved him here in life. And was it Mary that ran? I'm sorry, I should know this. Martha Martha was the one who ran to him. Mary stayed home. Probably like implying that Mary was like, no, I know Jesus is coming. Finally, let him come. You know, like I'll be here when he gets here. Martha ran to him and is like, kind of looking for an answer. Like what happened? You know, like what, why weren't you here? And uh, man, I can resonate with that. There's been, uh, there's been times in, in my life where I've prayed things and asked God to do very specific things and he hasn't in the, in the way I can see or in the timeline that I can understand yet. Um, but that's kind of where faith comes in. It's like, all right, like I got it off my chest. I asked for the thing and God, like your will's going to be done either way. So um, I often pray like, God, this is my will. Can it be yours too? You know, like, can this be, is this your will? Like, if not, let your will be done. But I want to want to pray and ask you directly so you know where my heart and mind is at. So I don't know, man, it's, it's part of faith and it's, and it's a hard part of faith. You know, it's like reckoning with like God's timelines and plans aren't, aren't ours necessarily. Sometimes ours align with him. Uh, with his, but, but ours don't need to, for his to be true and his to be good. So it's a hard thing and it requires faith, I'd say. Um, And thankfully, like in this story, like in this one example, Mary and Martha get to have their minds absolutely blown. And so do the rest of Judea who all knew Lazarus. And the story obviously spread like wildfire as soon as it happened, because they're like, this is not a thing that happens. You know, this breaks our reality is wide open. So Mary and Martha got to see like the immediate redemption and got to, I'm sure, understand like, hey, when I say I'm the I'm the life uh, over death, like when I when you see me and call me Messiah, like you're right to do that. You know, like Jesus proves them right in this way in a time that they can see and feel immediately um, after going through the couple dark days of like Jesus didn't come and then immediately boom, he does and raises him from the dead, you know? But uh, yeah, man, most of the time people don't get to see that in that crazy way of like, no, like I just reversed the rules of this world in front of you because I'm over this world, you know, more powerful than this world um, than the rules that bind us. But yeah, man, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I feel like and that's a hard, I'd be a little flapper. Oh, like, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And it's, it's a hard because oftentimes our faith is connected to how the situation is going to resolve itself. Right. Like I'll give you a perfect example. Um, you know, and Andrew alluded to it. And I think I said something last episode, but my, my dad recently passed away about a month ago. Um, and it was a two week battle, um, two and a half week battle. Um, and there was plenty of prayers that I prayed asking God to heal my dad. Yeah. Um, and I remember, you know, after my dad passed away and finding out that they still hadn't cremated the body um, for just for some paperwork issues. And um, I remember praying the same prayer of like, the God let me like bring my dad back, not have him knock on the, on the mortuary door. Like 
get them out um, and hoping that, you know, and, and hoping and knowing that he could do it. And, you know, I, I think the hard part of faith is believing that God can do something, but being okay with him, not uh, if that's yeah. his will. Um, and I don't know why, like, you know, this season is, is more confusing than anything else. Like confusing is the, the, you know, theme of it all. Like I don't have the answers. I couldn't tell you why God didn't, um, you know, those would be the questions that I ask God uh, at some point, but yeah. it doesn't change um, that he's still God. It doesn't change that I still follow. It doesn't change that I still have faith and I still have hope that, that life, um, you know, this life is, is, is still good. And this life um, still has purpose and there's still things to accomplish um, in this life. And there's still hope to be found um, all those things. Like none of that changes. Um, and you know, we read stories like this and, and this is the journey that I'm on too. Of like, we read stories like this and you're like, God, you can, I know you can. Uh, is it yeah. something we've done? Is it some, the way that we approach something or are we genuinely not surrendering our hearts completely? Like what, what's the thing that keeps us from experiencing the miracles? Cause it wasn't just Jesus performing these miracles, right? Like we saw the, we saw the, uh, apostles doing this, um, with Jesus there. We saw him doing it after Jesus left. We saw those others, um, performing miracles. Shoot. We saw people that weren't even a part of Jesus's crew or even his larger group of people healing, you know, ex- exercising demons and the disciples coming back to Jesus saying, what the heck? Like, we got to stop these guys. And Jesus saying, well, if they're not, they're not against us. They're for us. Like, let them keep mm-hmm. doing it. Um, like there's that piece. Is it just a season that that's how, you know, the new, the savior and the Messiah was ushered in. And that's just not a season that we see any longer, or is it a lack of faith that exists? And that's why we don't see it. I don't know. Like there was a desperation in our prayers during that season um, for God to intervene. Yeah. And, you know, from my perspective of faith that God could, um, so why didn't he um, yeah. like ends up being the question at hand. And I think you can turn that into a very toxic question. Um, it can be very harmful um, to your relationship with Jesus. If you're not careful, like lean into relationship and asking those questions, seek you know, yeah. compassion in the midst of that question and not, um, uh, not be argumentative about it though. God can handle your, yeah. your um, doubt and that God can handle your pain and God can handle your anger. Um, your faith can't long-term like it will eventually yeah. erode it away. Um, so you got to deal with those things, but yeah, I yeah. don't know. I think this story is, is a, one of those stories of like, yeah, it gets us all excited and, and pumped up and like, look what God can do. Um, he's not on our timeline and those are all true things. And we see God show up in that way, but we also have to be okay when what we thought was the plan wasn't the plan. Um, and be okay with, with how things work out are, are going to be the better, you know, yeah. going to be the best for those who love them as hard as they may yeah. be in the midst of it. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's like real. That's like the adult level faith talk, right? Is like, how, how do you react when things you know to be true don't come to pass? Like God could, could raise anyone from the dead. God could do things that are that would blow our minds you know and that that are even greater than things like raising Lazarus from the dead but he often chooses not to um and we don't know why most of the time and and that's where faith comes in you know but still like there's there's the element of like ask if you have faith to ask and see what comes but submit yourself to God's will um knowing that he's good you know and uh I don't know if it perfectly ties in, but um, man, 
a scripture that's been on my mind a lot in the last like 48 hours is this. And I don't know, I, I was preparing for a Devo for some time when I'm going to be uh, together with people next week. Um, and this kept coming to mind. Uh, I don't, maybe just because it's encouraging, but um, here's here it is. Uh, we'll see if there's any crossover for this. But um, at the end of Romans 8, it says this, um, No, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Um, And I don't know why I've come back to that a bunch of times in the last, like I haven't had a particularly rough (laughs) the last 36 hours. It's been pretty normal life, but it's been, I read it once and it's just come back to my mind again and again and again, because maybe it's one of those things like that, that roots you in faith and roots you in relationship of like, I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand why these things are out of my control, but I do know that nothing in this world and nothing in this life can separate me from God, you know, unless I choose it, unless I choose to, to be separated from God. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know if that's encouraging to you or if there's any crossover there in your mind, but it came to mind once again, as we were talking and I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna go ahead and read this. Cause maybe somebody's never heard it or maybe there's a cool tie in here, but you can't be separated from the love of God. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. And yeah. And I think too, like, you know, because God functions on a different wavelength, like we as followers of him start to function on that same wavelength. And I think that's where the Romans eight verses start to come in. Like, doesn't mean, um, doesn't mean you're not going to have hard times. It doesn't mean that this life isn't going to try to chew you up and spit you out. Um, it just means that in the midst of that, God, God is there. God definitely loves you. God is just like with Lazarus. He's weeping when you're weeping. He's joyous when you're joyous. Mm -hmm. He's, he's in the midst of your life. You let him. And I think for so many Christians, we don't let him. Like Mm. we've put God, you've, we've heard the saying, like we put God in the box kind of idea, but like we do, you know, God is, I go to church on Sunday. I try to be a good person and you're, you're missing out on so much life. Like life happens inside of relationship and Jesus like, walk with me, talk with me, do life with me. Um, Like you're going to be blown away by what, um, what Jesus works on, how he changes you, how you become more like him, how you react to situations of life. Um, But most importantly, the, just the depth that you find in the midst of that relationship um, is going to be the exciting pieces of it all. That's the things that you're like, man. Life feels like it's all flow, you know, falling apart around me. And it's not like, it's not the self-talk crap of like, well, I'll just self-talk mm-hmm. myself out of it. And you're like, no, when I, when I yeah. genuinely give something to Jesus, um, I give him all the emotion of it, the fear of it, the thoughts about it, the worries and, and all those things. Um, we talk through those things. It's amazing how much, doesn't mean the problems go away, um, but how I deal yeah. with those problems, how I let myself mm-hmm. stress out about those problems, like drastically different. It's kind of mind boggling. Um, like it's the whole fa- focus of like, let me focus on me. It's, you know, Psalm 23, where Jesus says, you know, uh, or God says, you know, in the midst of my enemies, I set a table for you. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the world's not going anywhere. The enemy's not going anywhere. He's, he's going to come and attack. Mm-hmm. 
But in the midst of that, yeah. he's just like, right here, look at my eyes. Look at look at my face right here. Eyes right yeah. here. Just keep focusing mm-hmm. on me. I know, I know they're yep. throwing arrows. I know they're throwing darts. I know they're throwing spears. It's okay. Just right here. Focus on me. Um, doesn't yep. you're not going to get hit from time to time. Uh, mm-hmm. But even in the midst of that hit, like you can take the hit because you're like right here. Mm-hmm. Focus on me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's just a great imagery or picture that we need to have, especially when life is is struggling and getting hard around us. Um, our temptation as humans is to focus on the issues, right? And Jesus says, no, 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 I get it. I get what's going on. I'm feeling it with you. But right here, eyes right here, focus on yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I just picture that image. I, I think there's power to yeah. it because one, it speaks heavy relationship it speaks dependence mm-hmm. it speaks sacrifice of like it's not, i'm not in control anymore i'm jesus in control i'm just going to watch and focus in on him um and yeah. he's in control of me and how i react to the situation like that's where peace hope patience kindness gentleness mm-hmm. all those things live um so focus yeah. in on jesus don't miss it don't miss yeah. it folks don't miss it please yeah. don't miss it don't miss it don't miss it that's it that's the whole thing, man. That's the whole thing. And it's that focus is, is harder and harder as you go and harder when you walk through moments like Mary and Martha did, where they're like, we told him <laughs> he could have been here. He chose not to come for whatever reason, you know, getting an extra nap in or something before coming to Judea. It could have helped. He didn't show up. And uh, maybe he he wasn't who we thought he was. Maybe he's not the Messiah. Maybe he didn't care that much about Lazarus. Like, of course, they were thinking things like that in those couple days, you know, because it wasn't wasn't a normal death. It wasn't a like when you know the God, uh, God incarnate in this world and he's actively doing miracles in other places like you're going to wrestle with it at another level when he's friends with your friend and he could have been there, you know, but they saw the hope. Uh, Martha at least came out and kept her eyes on Jesus and said, like, you're still the Messiah. I still love you. I, I still know that, that he's going to have life after this life. Um, she kept her eyes locked on him, even with the questions she had. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that's that's the posture we have to take, especially when it's hard, because that's when it that's when it matters the most. Right. It's it's those moments of like. Am I still going to believe this? Am I still going to walk in real relationship with the Lord? Am I going to lean in or am I going to pull way back and say, ah, maybe there's a better way. Maybe there's some way I can fix this. Maybe I didn't need a God after all. Maybe I can be on that throne in my life. Like these are the things you wrestle with. And it's that it's the adult level Christianity, right? Like it's, it's, uh, are you going to believe these things when real life happens and things are really hard because it's going to come like that's part of it. Um, but we have a God who can take the hit for us every time. We have a God who's present all the time. We have a God who uh, can't have his love separated from us by anything in this realm. You know, he's over it uh, and he loves us and he cares about us and he's right there with us. And I like the analogy, like you're within the whirlwind, you know, God's like, hey, and all this stuff swirling. Yeah, but I set this table for you. Like you need to sit down, rest, have some good food and, and focus on me. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do right now, even in the middle of this hurricane, like even in the middle of your enemies, because that's going to come, well, like it, it or not. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like it, it's the picture of like, he's not removing the enemies. He's not taking you from that place and putting no. you in a calm. No. It's like, you're going to uh-uh. make hits. 
Like that's part yeah. of growth. And, and that's why I think yeah. he does it this way is if, if life was easy for you all the time, you know, no problem. You're never going to grow into the person God's desiring you to become. Right. You're never yeah. going to accomplish the things that God is hoping that you would accomplish for his kingdom. Right. Yeah. Like you have to go through the hard times to get to the good times. Like you've, you've got yeah. to, to learn perseverance. You've got to learn how to keep faith. You've got to learn how to always have hope. Um, these are things that God will walk you through and teach you along the way. But like, it doesn't come magically. It doesn't come mm-hmm. you know, in a spur of a moment. It's, it's a long, I don't want to say drawn out process, but it's a process that's being played out um, to build you up to who he's wanting you to be. And he uses the circumstances yeah. of life to get you there. He uses relationship, yeah. he uses jobs, he uses fi- your finances, he uses, you know, whatever else you want to add to the list. Like he's using these mm-hmm. things to get you to where you need to go. Um, so you can accomplish the things he set you on earth to accomplish. Um, all that, all that, you know, rig and roll like don't miss that like yeah. it's not a piece of like well if my life is hard god's not present no like that's not a thing like I, you know it's the whole idea of the old covenant of blessings and cursing we're trying to take a covenant that was applied to israel as a nation and applying it to our own lives blessing and cursings do not exist in the new covenant you can't find them anywhere they don't exist there if you do bad things, doesn't mean God's going to curse you. If you do good things, doesn't mean God's going to curse you. Actually, Jesus said this: "Does not even a you know horrible father do you know good things for his children? You know, I'm going to bless those you know those that follow and that don't follow. It's up to me to bless who I want to bless. Uh, like you can't allow how life is going to dictate whether or not you're walking with Jesus or not. What you know what dictates that yeah. is how well are you actually walking with Jesus? Are you spending time with him? Um, are you learning uh, new things about yourself and about new, new things about who he is? When life does get hard, are you dealing with him in different ways or does everything fall apart and implode? You're not walking with Jesus if that's the case. Um, or at least you're at best, you're early on in the process of walking with Jesus because you haven't learned those skills yet. Um, but keep walking with Jesus. This is why we push things like dwell. Sure. We get a kickback from dwell. It's not much of a kickback, but um, yeah. like, we push things that we think are actually helpful. And here's a, here's a resource yeah. for you that can actually help you um, start fostering a relationship with Jesus. Cause maybe reading's not your thing. That's fine. Um, listen mm-hmm. to it. No one said you had to read scripture. You can listen to scripture. Um, shoot for <laughs> hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of years, it wasn't read. It was orally you know, passed from person to person. Yeah. They didn't have access mm-hmm. to, to the, the actual yeah. physical, you know, scrolls. Uh, and right. that's okay. Like you can, and it's not a matter of like, oh, I did this playlist today. I'm a good Christian. It's a matter of, hey, I'm listening to these things, which are going to spark conversations I need to have with God. I'm going to stop listening yeah. and have that conversation with God. Right. Like yeah. I've been working oh. through the book of Mark. Um, I let me. I'll pull it up right here. I have actually a paper version of Mark. I started at September eighth. I'm almost a month hmm. into the book nice. of Mark. I am. Yep. I am chapter 10 right now. Like I'm little over halfway Uh, and I'm a month into it. I cover less ground in scripture than I ever have. But you look at my journal and my notebook in here, like it's notes after notes and thoughts and prayers and just time with Jesus uh, that's now been recorded and I have a book of it. But like there's the piece of that of like, you don't have to cover a ton of ground. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you cover a ton of ground in scripture to get to the place of conversation. That's okay. But it should lead to conversation. It should lead to relationship. The same things that you do to practice relationship people are the same things that you're going to do to practice relationship with God. Um, we've been saying this for like a year and a half now. We're going to keep saying it because 
haven't figured it out. Yep. Um, if life is getting hard, if you feel like worry is running the show, like you haven't, you haven't uh, sacrificed, you haven't given up your will and desire to God yet. So you got to start that journey. You got to start walking with him so you can trust him. Um, when you start trusting him, you're going to give up more things for him. Um, and then he's going to get you to that place where life actually gets easier, whether it's hard or not, you deal with it better. Yeah. Um, right. That's the yeah. goal. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the piece that, you know, that's the full life that Jesus promised us. Um, and then you're, the insecurities aren't running the show anymore. You're not worried about what people yeah. think anymore. Um, you just want to do the things that Jesus calls you to do and love people around you well. Um, and that ends up being your focus. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that from the perspective of Andrew and I have it perfectly and we're just the super no. Christians in the world. We're not. We're just true normal no. dot guys trying to live this Jesus life, right? We say it every episode. That's right. Um, and we're yeah. learning this journey with you. We may be a little step, few steps ahead of you, um, but we're still learning this journey. Like life still gets us and we have to be yeah. reminded of, hey, eyes right yeah. here. Pay attention to right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why community is yeah. around us to remind us of those things and we can dive back into the relationship. But I'll get off my soapbox, yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Dude, just uh, all of what you said, I agree with. That's It's so good. And uh, yeah, I hope, I hope you didn't. Uh, if you're listening to this, I hope you're not walking away like, wow, that was... Uh, that was really like a beatdown because it's not the point at all. It's uh, but it's reality, and and I feel like Lazarus maybe is a good like adult level conversation. And I'm not saying we you shouldn't listen to this if you're young. I'm just saying it's like as you grow up in your faith a little bit, you realize like this is true too, and this is a real part of it too. Is you're gonna walk through moments like Mary and Martha did, where you're like, I did everything I could do, and God didn't show up. What happened? Is God right? Is is this the right thing? What's going on? Um, you're going to have those moments, and and it's better to know they're coming and know uh, that God is good and that God loves you regardless of those moments, um, and that He is present regardless of those moments. Like it's good to know that in advance, and and it's good to work through because it builds faith and per- builds perseverance and. You know, I believe one day we're going to understand why things happen the way they happen in our lives. Um, might not be uh, for a lot of things until we're like standing next to Jesus, to Jesus in heaven. Like it might not be till then when we get the answers that that we wanted, you know, on earth. Um, maybe we never do. Maybe we don't care once we're there. I don't know. But I like to think that we'll be able to know the answers of like, why was God's will that in this Um I think we'll be able to know, uh, or, or I think we have a God who loves us enough that he'd be willing to explain it if we asked him uh, in that setting. So anyway, man, um, I feel good after this. Those are my final thoughts. Like, don't lose faith. Don't don't lose trust. And and if you are in an awesome season right now and this, this story seems far from you, that's great, man. Praise God for it. But remember, it's coming at some point and... Uh, and the things you do today will impact how you react then. So, um, so spend time with the Lord. Like it's that simple. Do it through the Dwell app. Do it through um, a Bible on paper print. Whatever you need, just spend time with Him and uh, and build real relationship. Now, uh, whether you're in easy season or in hard one. So, that's my final thought, my friend. And uh, this has been awesome. Thanks for doing it. Do it for sure. Um, 
hey, if you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website, we put show notes in there. So if there's any scripture references that um, we mentioned, you can always go back and find them there. You can always go back and listen to the podcast, I guess, itself again, too. But if you have an opportunity to check out Dwell, you know, we highly recommend it. Just use livepodcast.com forward slash Dwell. Andrew, as always, my buddy. See you later. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.